very watchful. Miss Gray, he said, there'll be a reading of the will at my office at four. Mr. Dresser asked that you attend. Because, because Mr. Dresser left me an inheritance? She smiled and sighed, recalling the previous occasion she'd received a bequest from a patient and how much Mr. Coleman's family had resented even that small amount. When she thought about how much the Dressers anticipated getting their hands on the old man's sizable fortune, she almost wished Mr. Dresser hadn't bothered. He was worried about what he called my lack of resources, she explained. I told him once I paid off my student loans, I'd be in the clear, and I meant it. I wasn't hinting. You knew Mr. Dresser better than that. He was not the type to respond to hints. Mr. Burkhart placed his hand on her shoulder. Be at my office at four. Hannah paused in the door of the conference room of Burkhart, Burkhart, and Gargano, attorneys at law, and found herself facing a long, polished wood table, a nervous Kayla Thomas of Tainmouth's Opportunity Council, 16 surly members of the Dresser family, and a stern-faced Stephen Burkhart. Steve, did the old man give a bequest to the nurse, too? My God, did he leave money to every single person he ever met? Donald Jr. swung toward Kayla Thomas. He already gave a bundle to the Opportunity Council this year, and now she's here with her hand out. Kayla flushed. I am here because Mr. Burkhart asked me to be here. Mr. Burkhart met Donald Jr.'s resentful gaze. It's a clean will which makes Mr. Dresser's intentions clear. Hannah slid into the nearest chair. The legal assistant followed her in, shut the door behind her, seated herself, and prepared to take dictation. Mr. Burkhart announced, Mr. Dresser originally had my father prepare his last will and testament, and five months ago asked me to help him amend it. The Dresser family muttered and shifted. Mr. Burkhardt ignored them. On his behalf, I scheduled a screening of his mental health at the Hartford Mental Clinic. Once the soundness of his mind was established, we discussed his wishes, then wrote his will as follows. Unfolding the stiff papers, he read, I, Donald Dresser of Tainmouth, New Hampshire, do hereby make, publish, and declare this to be my last will and testament, hereby expressly revoking all wills and codicils heretofore made by me. As Mr. Burkhart worked his way through the formalities, Hannah observed the Dresser family. Donald Jr. and his wife looked impatient. Jeff leaned forward, his gimlet gaze fixed on the attorney. Mr. Dresser's only daughter, Cynthia, chewed her thumbnail. Kayla Thomas braced herself against the table. They were all anticipating something, and Hannah felt the same suspense that gripped them tighten her nerves. To Miss Hannah Gray, I leave $50,000 in recognition of her kind and faithful service, with best wishes for her future. Hannah's breath stopped in her chest. $50,000? She had never had a father. Her mother had supported them on a legal assistance salary, but there had been medical bills. Now, for the first time in Hannah's life, she had a financial cushion, and the relief left her gasping and facing sixteen pairs of accusing dresser eyes. Mr. Burkhart continued, To my family I leave a chance to redeem themselves. To each of my descendants currently living I leave fifty thousand dollars. An audible gasp rose from the dressers. Mr. Burkhart soldiered on, and the chance to work at Dresser Insurance under the supervision of the board of directors now in place. Cynthia came to her feet. I don't believe this. 
Donald Jr. rapped sharply on the table with his knuckles. Who has control of Dad's fortune? Mr. Burkhart read, To the Opportunity Council of Tainmouth, New Hampshire, I leave the bulk of my fortune to be supervised and dispensed by Kayla Thomas, a young woman whose acumen I've grown to respect. Now all the members of the Dresser family were on their feet, shouting at Mr. Burkhart, at the white-faced Kayla Thomas, and at one another, while Hannah watched first in horror, then in amazement, then in amusement. She knew this wasn't the place or the time, not so soon after Mr. Dresser's funeral. Yet as she observed Cynthia stomp her foot, Donald Jr. pound on the table, and Jeff gesture like a windmill, the amusement grew. The $50,000 that seemed like such a fortune to her was an insult to these people. Income for a month, spending money at the gambling tables, a tight budget for a shopping trip. Damn the old man. He had set this up.